when we carve out spaces to use, we're actually conditioning ourselves to use that mm. space, right? And mm. we're associating that particular area or space with the type of work that we're doing, whether it's positive or negative. Welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And in this episode, we're going to take it, we took it a little bit easy, and we're going to talk about different workstations. So before we dive into that, Kyle, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just surviving the worst disaster in history. Yep, <laughs> that's it. I survived Notion going offline for five hours. Oh, <laughs> it was horrible everything i couldn't access my notes i can't see my to-do list oh that's not true i have my to-do list in a different program but i couldn't do anything and it was just the worst and then after that things got even worse when all the when the entire grid of texas crashed <laughs> <laughs> so you know the past two weeks have been very rough between notion crashing and almost the entire state of texas power crashing so I guess what I've been up to lately then is surviving, is the best way to put it, which all of us have been here. For those of you who are not in the know about things that happened here in Texas on the week of Valentine's Day, there was a huge freeze that overloaded our electrical system and it crashed a bunch of the generation plants and that the demand went too high among the customers that caused the state to be in a huge deficit of energy for about a week. Uh, I think that the state was like only working about half capacity for its total energy outputs. And uh, people like Mark and I had no power for about two and a half days or more. Uh, I know you ran into a bigger issue because although your circuit did end up getting restored later on, there was like a downed line or something that caused you to go without power for a couple more days. Yeah, it, it yeah. Was, it's been a rough week. I couldn't even read during that week. I was just focusing on just survival. Played a lot of Stardew Valley, though. I had some power on my Switch, so I took, a, took my mind off of the disaster by playing a farm work similar, pretty much. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, it's been a rough few weeks here. But uh, personally, though, I've gone more back on track, and I've uh, finished my novella slash short story collection projects that I worked on back in January. I don't know if I'll release it publicly yet. I do plan on releasing it publicly. I just don't know when... The working title is called The Novel Killer, and it's about a person who kills off main characters in stories. So it's a very meta story. I'm excited. I was excited to write it, and uh, as Mark and as Mark knows, I've been hanging my head against the wall trying to understand and to work with Scrivener for <laughs> exporting, since Scrivener is, as you described it earlier, is so powerful, or it's too powerful for its own good. Yeah, <laughs> it has too many options that you just want the simple options, and you have to configure them yourself. So. I'll be spending the rest of this day trying to figure out, trying to configure those options to make sure it's a clean export so that way it could be read elsewhere. But yeah, that's been my thing. It's been survival and editing mostly. How about you, Mark? Um, <laughs> surviving, yes. Uh, but before I went to that to-do item on my checklist, that, what, Thursday before Valentine's? Yeah. I did lose power and I lost it 30 minutes before I was supposed to have a customer call, scheduled call to talk with the customer at my day job. 
And so I was running Zoom, my entire laptop and everything, and Zooming with the customer uh, off my uh, cell phone. So that was pretty fun. I'm glad it didn't <laughs> drop out. Uh, so it was power was spotty throughout that weekend because, yes, I live in a northern hilly area with tons of trees and we had down lines because of the frozen trees. So power was on and off throughout that mm-hmm. weekend. So when I had power, I was actually able to finish and complete my editing certification. And so this is the ACES uh, Society for Editors and the Pointer Institute editing certification that they've created. And so I was able to finish studying and complete my all the exams for that and get my certificate. So that was fun. I then editing for this show while I had the battery power to do so. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got this thing out on time despite everything. It was impressive, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed by your, uh, your commitment to the project. <laughs> well, yeah, like, because power was so spotty, I was like, I don't, I don't know how things are going to be. So I got together a list of the most of the most pressing things that I needed to do in the event I would lose power because I didn't want to start editing on my laptop and Adobe Audition consumes a lot of power. It'll consume my battery and then I'll be forced to use my portable chargers that I have and I wanted to save those. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, let me try to knock out this episode, Zettocasting, <laughs> before I lose power on everything else. So I got that done. Um, <laughs> I got that done. And then I also had started for a personal challenge, a weekly newsletter, personal newsletter. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I just subscribed to that. So I haven't read it yet, but I subscribed to it. Yeah. So um, uh, it's going to be covered kind of the same things that I have on my blog, writing, productivity, and um, things that I'm creating, learning, and consuming is pretty much the basis for that, but more in a personal format uh, than the blog is. So some topics don't come to mind until I sit down and actually write the newsletter. So <laughs> the I'll be writing the fourth one tomorrow to send out. Mm. So kind of excited about that. They say, can you make it to 25 issues? And that becomes a habit of keeping it going. So that's a personal challenge. Can I stick with something long term like this? So going for that. And then that was pretty much all I worked on because then I lost power at Monday, one twenty five AM and didn't get it back to that Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. We got ours back I think on Thursday and yeah, you you were <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So just like millions of other Texans we was just kinda, you know, I didn't do anything. I didn't want to do anything. It was too yeah. cold to want to do anything. Yeah, we just laid in bed all day as yeah. me, my partner, and our two dogs in bed. Our, we don't let our dogs sleep on our bed ever, but during those three or four nights during the whole uh, during the whole catastrophe, uh, we let our dogs sleep in the bed with us, which I think they were happy about. But it's, I think by the last night they were tired of it because uh, we left the door open on our last night for them to sleep with us. But our older dog 
hopped off the bed and went to his kennel. <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of this. <laughs> so. You guys seem fine now, so I'll yeah, just go back yeah. to my, my bed He's, space. He's a sentimental dog, so I think he's been daydreaming about sleeping with us on, uh, at the night. At night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think after four days of two of it being too good, He's like, nah, I'm done. Nah. I'm, <laughs> I need, I need space. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't. I I tried to read, um, which was mostly actually your uh, Nano Rimo project. Yeah. Uh, so I did start reading on that, but mostly it was it was just like staring it into nothingness. Yeah. So lots of that. There was a there was a lot of. Uh, listening to our pipes to make sure that their our faucets were dripping mm-hmm. we were terrified that we'd have broken pipes at the time that this is all over we were dripping we actually went beyond dripping and we just turned on the faucets on a low steady stream for most of the time just to be sure that the that the pressure is relieved and we got foot warmers for our outdoor faucets to use those at night i never had an anxiety attack before but i think that during that whole moment that was the closest I ever came to an anxiety attack. I have some sort of perspective now on people that go through uh, environmental disasters now. Oh. And yeah, like during the whole time, like I saw like that like, Nintendo did like a Nintendo Direct during the whole thing and people on Reddit were talking about it. I was like, guys, I literally have no power down here and people are out of water and you guys are concerned with the next Nintendo game. <laughs> I, I hear you on that because I was trying to stay on Twitter to... Uh, follow local council members for updates and stuff like that and so i say twitter but i use TweetDeck. so um i had dedicated columns to my zip code and Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. the city council members and or new sites and stuff that i was following Mm -hmm. so every now and then i would scroll over to the main feed that provide everything that i'm subscribed to and i'm like why aren't you guys talking about this they were enjoying life and everything. Um, and <laughs> yeah, they were just enjoying life though, you know, for them, everything was fine. So it kind of makes yeah, you, yeah, no, I mean, I, I've plenty of times I've been like, Oh no, something bad that's happening over there. Let me go back to watching this Twitch stream. Right. <laughs> like, and I, like it doesn't concern you because you're not caught up in the issue. Right. You know, and it, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's just, it's like, it just gave me perspective as well. Like I don't, I don't shun the people that are like, oh, Nintendo Direct is having today. I'm just more like, oh, I get like how the people in the catastrophe feel during this whole thing. Like where you feel like, why is the world ignoring this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it definitely gives you a different perspective. Yeah. I kept pretty well because I was every day, I was just like, okay, find the one positive thing. Mm. And for part of that was the temperature rising <laughs> yeah i know yeah i, was uh, like, I, I, I just did, need i did daily sign. journaling every day throughout the whole thing i i did in my daily journaling i write down uh i try to write down three good things out that day yeah and i write down a bad thing if it happens just to like, acknowledge that it happened mm-hmm. and then i write my thoughts in the day and then i like and then after that i write very quickly like what i'm looking forward to the next day and like during the whole thing like i was like holding out for the weekend holding out for the weekend holding out for the weekend it was like it's just to get better like in thursday but the best day is to be saturday so i'm like come on yeah come on saturday and now it's like 70 degrees here in austin and it's raining outside well it's actually not raining right now but it's supposed to rain today mm-hmm. and it's like it never happened the snow's all gone yeah by by saturday afternoon or sunday it was like 
<laughs> what's it was like a full swing from seven degrees to seventy seven degrees in one week. Yeah. Um, so the, <laughs> it was it was uh, a trying time. It definitely helped me in staying and using my stoic teachings to oh, yeah. try to yeah. focus myself. But I did crash at uh, once I finally got power. And they turned the water off because damage to other uh, apartments, mm. like just right on the other side of mm. uh, my wall, actually. Mm. Like they're gutting the entire apartment at the moment. Wow, that's horrible. So I, much damage. Yeah, You're lucky you dodged that bullet. Oh, yeah. We are so lucky. And in my half of the building, we like there's just mounted like um, just trash they pulled this they've gutted the entire thing walls all of it carpet they pulled up everything it was just too much damage so lucky could have been worse hopefully yeah. um those people that are displaced and even people in apartment buildings that aren't actually taking care of their um tenants they still don't have water in in certain places and and some there's some horror stories, so let's send a shout out to them. Hopefully, we can get them going again. But with that said, yeah, let's actually get on to the show. <laughs> let's, yeah, as you can tell, we're still uh, we're still trying to process the whole thing. I think over here in Texas, so uh, yeah, that's a bit longer than usual talking about what we've been up to, and we don't know we're talking about catastrophes. This whole thing might be edited out, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we're we're still processing. And while we're processing, we may process that information in different work locations throughout our home. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Kyle, I, I think you chose this particular um, topic, I believe. Was there any uh, reason as to why? Yeah, yeah. So, I found myself, since working from home, using different parts of my houses for different kinds of tasks uh, when it comes to productive, creative stuff. Like, for example, I I tend to use my my home office for more well first of all using it for my day job work uh, which has been great because I have my own home office for that but I also realized that I was also using my home office for more logical work I'd say like things that like require like more uh, logical thinking like editing podcasts I was using my home office for editing my writing I was using my home office for and so on but I also realized that I was, I tended to, if I wanted to actually like write something, I would go into my living room or if the weather was nice, my patio in the back and write out there. And I was like, huh, my brain is like compartmentalizing different kinds of tasks and different kinds of thinking based on the room I'm in. And I know with things like working from home for all of us, people might struggle with like trying to find a way to compartmentalize their life and there are different kinds of work that they work on like uh, for example before i had my own home office i was working on my dining room table like most people did and probably still are and i had a hard time eating dinner at our dining room table after the end of the day because my brain was like this is like where you work now and after i moved to my own home office it was easier for me to process that so i wanted to talk about compartmentalizing and the experience that we've had with working in different workspaces while within our our own uh, living quarters since we only go so far right now uh, previously this was easier to work with because you had your office for your for your jobby job work uh, you might have a coffee shop for creative work that you go to 
and then you might like you know record a podcast at home that was usually that was my old routine but things have gotten a lot more constrained now so to speak and there's less options or spaces to use uh, even like when it comes to things like with like working out like i have to work out in my living room or my back porch now because i the gym always has so many cars in front of it and then it's probably fine really but i like to play it safe so i have to work out at home as well uh, the, another thing that also inspired this too is a really good video from cgp gray called spaceship U, which is all about uh using your spaces more wisely to balance out the four main things of your life uh what were they it's like health and fitness uh creating stuff social stuff and sleeping i think were the four spaces he divided his his spaceship into so to speak Mm -hmm. and the idea behind the video is like you have like your own different space and time you work on these different things and that way it's easier for your brain to get through this whole thing together because like his little analogy was that as we're being forced to isolate more we're like in like our own little spaceships are on earth and the mission is to return back to earth sane and healthy that video really made me think about my spaces a lot more how about you, Mike? Do you have any experiences with working with different workspaces? Uh, yeah, I didn't have to think about it so much when working from, well, uh, uh, pre-2020. We'll just say that. But um, Though I did practice it at my day job because uh, part of um, at my day job and our office, we don't have... Uh, I don't have a dedicated office. We have the your standard tech company set up mm-hmm. that's so popular, you know, rows of desks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I prefer the the old school cubicles because at mm-hmm. least it was like your siloed space, et cetera, and you can focus. But anyway, uh, we've had that set up, but my company has also been very cognizant of the fact that people need solo quiet spaces to work. Mm-hmm. And so we have these built into our office, these little silo pods, if you will. So little uh, um, rooms with uh, monitors for you to dock your laptop to, and you just slide the door closed or Mm -hmm. whatever. And you can have your conference calls or calls with customers or just work in there. And so those are limited time. You just can't sit in there all day and work. Um, so they're supposed to be for like, th- you know, 30 minutes, an hour to give, to allow other people the opportunity to work in those spaces. And then we had what we call the living room, which was the, a big wide open space with like, you know, standing, you know, bar height tables, chairs, and then you had the, the kitchen area and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you could always find places to work. So if I needed to focus to leave my desk, if you will, I would go and work in one of those uh, siloed rooms that we had, mm-hmm. or I would then go to work in the living room or maybe in the bar off our kitchen. Yes, mm-hmm. we had a have a bar in our office. Fancy tech company you work for. And so I, I would work, go down, and I worked there. And that's when I needed to focus on particular tasks or I didn't want the, you know, surrounding conversations from other coworkers on the desk, et cetera. And just changing the environment kind of helped me focus. So that's kind of been my original experience with that. Like 
I never had done that before at any other places that I worked and trying to have designated spaces. And it wasn't until I started my current job where that became an option to me. Of mm. course, we, you know, our work structure and layout was very different than the mm. places I worked previously. There were no cubicles. So if I wanted to change the scenery or to move away from, you know, the bulk of other engineers working on their tasks and stuff like that, I could then move to one of those you know, like phone booth type rooms to work or go work down in the kitchen or in the living room as we called it, Hmm. and just work that way. And it was really helpful to just be able to go sit for hour, two hours or or something and just work with your laptop. And then when I needed charge on my laptop, if I didn't bring, we had chargers all around the place. Of course, yeah. But if I'm like, okay, I'm done with these, you know, tasks or these tickets or this particular project item I'm working on, then I can just go back to my main desk and sit Hmm. and, it will converse with the coworkers and everything like that. So that was my foray into having different work locations. It helped change my perspective on areas where I was working. It helped me focus. And then I started to use that in my actual personal life, mm-hmm. going to coffee shops to the right. I uh, miss going to oh, coffee yeah, no, shops. I miss doing that so much. We were just... We were just talking about that yesterday. We're like, uh, we, I make mean, those outdoor coffee shops we could go to. Mm-hmm. But we're like, uh, we should, but there's like nothing like close by that we could go work at. And it's like, ah, uh, that, like, we should go to. There's this place we both love called Cherrywood. It's like work tomorrow. I was like, oh, that sounds very nice. Like, yeah. it's still possible to do now, but it's a little bit trickier. Uh, you gotta go at the right time and the weather has to be right, which today it's like chance of rain all day. So we canceled those plans when we realized it's just a rain all day. But yeah, it's uh, the coffee shop workplace is really nice, but it's not a thing anymore. At least not until hopefully I'm crossing my fingers right here. Summer 2021. I'm not putting any high confidence in that bets, but that'd be cool <laughs> if we get mostly vaccinated by then. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's one thing that I, I uh, definitely missed. Um, so I started to apply that. And then obviously when 2020 happened, Mm-hmm. then um, I had to use apply that method when working from home. Yeah. The thing like with like your home space is that everybody's home space is different. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of our listeners like lives in say like a studio apartment and maybe somebody else lives in the mansion. Those are two different extremes to ways of breaking up your own space. But what you should always do studio apartment or not is like you dedicate a slice of that room or your slice of your building to that workspace. So, Say you live in like a studio apartment and you have a desk and you have like your bed in the same room. I never lived in a studio, so I don't know how small they really are. But you want to use that desk only during certain hours for working on different things. They recommend to put that desk away from your sleeping space, but obviously you can't do that. Maybe getting like a divider of some sort between your bed and the desk will help you compartmentalize that a bit more. Mm-hmm. Don't know how, how expensive dividers can be. But the idea is that you just kind of like have this mental space. Uh, hell, even like putting tape on the ground might help. Was it, What was that TV show? Uh, radio. Radio? Um, not radio, but I think they worked in a radio. Uh, news radio is a TV show that has news, radio in the name? I have never seen radio. news radio. I have no idea. This is the only thing it I know has radio it, in the name. The actor played Beast in X-Men movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, there yeah. it just reminded me of a scene. I think that was from a TV show where someone put duct tape uh, on floor to uh, mark to mark their office. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Well, you do things like that. It's like the idea is like you have to give your brain these breaks. He's like your brain can take contextualizes task and uh, different mindsets based on where you are. It's like why it's easier to be say relaxed and talkative at a bar versus saying being relaxed and talkative at a library. You can probably be relaxed at a library, but you can't be talkative. Mm -hmm. Uh, Libraries tend to have this air of focus and solitude associated with them, while a bar or coffee shop has this more like relaxed and talkative or creative mindset attributed with it. Yes. Our brains have different contexts that switches to, and it's good to keep that in mind. Hell, even time of day makes a huge difference, I think, because our brains function differently throughout the day as we spoke about before in the show there's peak hours for our minds for proactive stuff and there's like peak hours for relaxing stuff and it's good to know when those occur and you can juggle things accordingly you could use the same desk for work and side projects like i do but just the time of day makes a difference so for me uh, to switch between my my work mode to my creative side project mode every day i work out for half an hour before I do any creative work because otherwise my brain is still in work mode. If you can't flex your space, you can at least flex your time. So I guess in a sense, it's not necessarily different workstations. It's also different work times as well. Mm -hmm. You should keep that in mind for how to juggle it. I I know uh, the smaller your work, the smaller your living situation is, the harder it is to work on, but maybe you could uh, go and work on your dining room table for creative work and work on your desk and and your room for your work work or vice versa switch that up just like find out what works best for you so i'm in the situation with one bedroom apartment and since working from home it's even more so of demarcating an area or a space for a specific purpose mm-hmm. i do use my kitchen table mm-hmm. no one uses kitchen tables to eat anymore i'm increasingly <laughs> doing That's so true. we've been we used to the kitchen table but i don't know when we sit there anymore we, we, we watch a lot of survivor right now so yeah tv trays and bending survivor every night (laughs) and i'll get to that so the kitchen table i use for my day job so i have my laptop riser my keyboard and mouse and and that's where i have like i set it up for the day job i have my little tablet to the left Mm. to play music or if i want to watch lectures on youtube then I have my whole drink station where I got hot water in a thermos when I'm ready to make tea. I got tea bags sitting out or I have my Chemex with my coffee and I got my uh, pitcher for water to drink and refill and stuff. So I have it all set up and decked out and ready for me for the day job. Mm-hmm. When the day job is done, I close the laptop and if it's the weekend, I unplug everything and I move the laptop and I set it on a chair up under the table. So it's my work laptop is out of view, and it's just mm. the kitchen table. The second uh, desk is actually my main desk, where I'm recording from right now. Mm. This has my ridiculous monitor set up, uh, my ultra-wide monitors, and my everything. So it's my main desk where I actually work. So I can mm. move from in the mornings, since I start later in the morning, I may come. I may sit on my main desk and do emails, or maybe work on a project, and then I can 
go to my kitchen table and work on a day job at the laptop. And it feels like I'm doing different things, even mm-hmm. though I'm on a computer from beginning to the end of the day, because the different spaces I have different views and they're in different rooms. So this is where I do all my side project work, etc. Mm-hmm. Then I have a utility desk. And utility desk sounds like you have like a workbench. Not a workbench. So <laughs> when I did actually have a dedicated office, um, so right now my desk is in my bedroom. So my bedroom is large, but I have a, a carved out for office. So a mm-hmm. corner of it is office. So I do actually have two desks, two literal IKEA desks mm-hmm. in the room. So one holds my monitors and podcast recording equipment, my laptop, my Mac Mini, etc. for the main desk. The second, I have all my accessories. So it holds my NAS drive, it holds my stationary pins and everything. And it's just a uh, I keep a section open. That's where my planner sits if I'm doing any handwriting. That's where I literally handwrite, make notes. Uh, if I'm reading books, I have the book open and my index cards. I'm making notes or I'm doing any research or any uh, when I do any lettering or drawing drawing on the iPad. That's what this desk is used for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a crafts desk as well if I'm um, doing stuff like that with paper or whatever. So that's my utility desk, if you will. So those are the three desks that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, during the power outage, I obviously couldn't use my main desk because <laughs> of all yeah. the monitors, right? Yeah. So I was I actually unducked my laptop and I used it on my utility desk, <laughs> and that really changed my perspective. Really, it's, they're literally next to each other. I'm, yeah, I got it's my crazy like how that works. It is. It's so just by me turning to my left. And using having the laptop sitting on the desk, I'm now facing my bookshelf. So I got books surrounded on me, surrounded, surrounding me. Mm. I'm staring at design books. I got my writing and my Chicago manual style books sitting on the desk. And it puts me in a different space. It's literally just me turning to the left. And I have a completely different view of things and a different perspective. And I was able to do all my studying and working and everything from there uh, as well. Uh, so that's kind of my setup that I use. Now, what's so interesting, if we go back to talking about TV, mm-hmm. why it's kind of important is because when we carve out spaces to use, we're actually conditioning ourselves to use that mm-hmm. space, right? And mm-hmm. we're associating that particular area or space with the type of work that we're doing, whether it's positive or negative. That's mm-hmm. why in our when we did the sleep episode, they say, if you're not sleepy, don't just sit in your yeah, bed, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Because you, now you're associating browsing the internet and et cetera, mm. sitting that's, in a bed. That's why I moved my phone out of my room before bed now. I just have my Kindle there. It's mm-hmm. so much to sleep. And we do have a TV in our room, but we don't really use it that often. It's just kind of there. Like if one of us like wants to watch something the other person doesn't want to watch, we could kind of split up and go to our separate ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like having that dedicated saving space makes a huge difference. Oh yeah. yeah, go on, go on. I just wanted to yeah, yeah. just say that it works. I'm just saying it works, guys. <laughs> and so I was, yeah. So one of the things I was going to mention was the act of watching TV, right? Mm-hmm. And you pointed this out, like no one eats at their dinner table. It's rarely mm-hmm. they yeah. do anymore. Now 
with the invention of us creating TV dinners and TV trays, Mm -hmm. we associate eating food with watching TV. Mm -hmm. And this also can have health impacts of overeating because (laughs) we also snack while watching TV. And we learn that at a very young age. I see. How often do uh, parents or daycare sit children down in front of a TV and they give them snacks to eat? They're being conditioned. So food for that, I guess. Food for that. And that includes the studies that because I was just like, I was like trying to research, like I was trying to uh, 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 find a particular word. And I came across these studies that talks about internet addiction, the uh, dopamine hits from food intake, and how we're watching something entertaining. So not only are we getting filling ourselves with food, which is good, but we're watching TV that's entertaining. So it's a double dopamine hit, which increases the likelihood that we watch TV and eat. So if you um, watch TV, eat, and also drink at the same time, you get triple dopamine hit. Which is... Yeah. So it's not just TV. We increasingly do this with laptops, phones, and tablets. Mm. So how often, think about this, how often do you just actually eat your food, your dinner, your breakfast, your lunch, without an electronic device or screen? I see. And so there's another study. Um, so there's... Uh, I'll include that, the studies that I was reading on being conditioned eating while watching TV, studies of uh, conditioning children of snacks and watching TV as well, and the dopamine hit on food intake. So I found that pretty interesting. And and that's all to speak to the association and the conditioning that we create when we um, use a space or area for that. To, to summarize... Even if you may live in a single studio, I think you're right spot on, Kyle, that on the weekends, I stow away my laptop. So mm-hmm. Friday night when I signed off from work, I stowed away my work laptop. I shut it down, stowed away up under my desk. I don't I want to do see that. it. I used to do that. I, I actually currently have my tablet, which I record on, sitting on top of my laptop right now. Yeah. So it'd be good to do that again. That's a good habit just to get, okay, I'm looking at my work laptop as I'm talking to you right now. What's your, your final thoughts and score or, um, I'm not sure if, how you would score this, but, uh, your final thoughts on different workstations. Yeah. I think that this is a healthy thing to do. I think it's easy to blur our spaces, especially as our spaces are getting much more enclosed now. Personally, I've been doing this kind of practice for on and off again for a while. But more so now since I have to a necessity. And I think that anybody who has the intent of continuing working from home or even working from home during this pandemic and also working in a creative side project should do this kind of system if they can. Even if it's like what you said, like stowing away your work laptop during the, during the uh, weekend, just something to take your brain off of everything uh, or off of your work and onto your creative work instead. So I get the thing... A five out of five. Human psychology is both really annoying to work with, but also really easy to work with once you know how to work with it. Mm-hmm. And this is a way to kind of trick your brain into working for you instead of against you. So I am 100% pro this. Uh, even like applying it to other parts of your life too, like sleeping, like moving your phone out of the room if possible, get a Kindle or a book light and read instead. And I don't know if we'll be able to get rid of TV trays in the living room anytime <laughs> soon because uh, we both work late into the night. Uh, I usually do work into side projects until about 6.30 or 7. 
and my partner tends to work until about six thirty or seven anyways at her job so we went to just like relax and watch tv together and then like the next thing you know it's like eight o'clock and we gotta get ready for like we want to like unwind and, and like get ready for bed so then they will continue doing tv trays for the time being but <laughs> for actual creative work i think this is a five out of five how about you mark let me give it two scores uh, so okay. for yeah for creative work or even in your day job a five out of five as well i think it helped you focus it changes your uh, scenery or intention for that particular workspace like don't work from the couch with your laptop during a day because you associate the couch with watching tv and you will increasingly want to watch tv while yeah. working and you can't do both you can't watch tv while focusing on your work yeah. right so you try to avoid the couch or personally, I try to avoid the couch. I used to in the early days, and I was like, I can't be doing this. So I avoid the couch or working from the couch, uh, for example, because of that, right? And I don't sit on the couch unless I'm actually going to watch TV. Hmm. So I, if I sit on the couch, I'm watching TV. If I don't, then I don't watch TV, hmm. actually. I think siloing out a space for you is important. It helps hmm. focus you in that area. And even if you don't have, you know, much room, just stowing away the work laptop and maybe changing the scenery if you want creative work, then then maybe you add a stack of books or you add something that's different that changes it. So sometimes if I work from my kitchen table, even though I, I would stow away the laptop, I may do writing sessions with my Alpha Smart or which is a, a word processor or my iPad. Mm -hmm. And so I change out this setup. Like I put the iPad there and I have my keyboard for the iPad or the Alpha Smart. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a small change, same space, a small change. And as you mentioned, different time, it's on the weekends. So I have a different mindset for creative work, for drawing mm -hmm. or something within that area. So I think it's highly important. The second score I will give it is Three out of five for rating my workspaces. I am so over working at my kitchen table. <laughs> I need a damn dedicated office and desk. You like know, I always, <laughs> I always daydream of when I when I was single, uh, getting a two bedroom apartment just to turn one of the rooms into an office. It's yes. a bit expensive, especially here in Austin. But if you really want to invest into that space, exactly. So I mean, when. Now, I didn't work from home every single day, but when I actually owned a house and I had a dedicated office, I had a futon in the one side to chill and relax mm -hmm. on my lunch breaks, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I had a TV actually uh, mounted on my wall so I can sit on a futon. I can eat my lunch while I'm in my office and I can watch TV. And then when my lunch break was over, I just sat back at my desk and worked. It was a nice setup. I can't wait to have that setup again. Now that working from home is a thing, I would like to have a dedicated space for my work desk um, as well and everything. So the second score is to rating my actually workspaces now. Yeah. So the idea I'm, is a five out of five, but your execution. My be execution could be better. Um, it's, it's, I'm just, again, overworking at my kitchen desk <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this episode Kyle what do we have coming up next we're going to an episode that's divisible by five which means that we're going <laughs> to a book review 
And our book review this time is a book that I've actually tried to read twice before <laughs> this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I always stopped reading it for some reason, which is weird, but I actually kind of like the subject of it. But that book is Algorithms to Live By, which is the application of science, uh, computer science to your daily life to enhance your daily life and make it uh, make your decisions better and so on and so forth. I'm halfway through the book right now. I'm liking it so far. It's more of a self-improvement book with uh, some pragmatic advice than a productivity book, but self-improvement and productivity intersect very closely. Mm-hmm. So I figured that we should read it for the show. We'll be back in two weeks then uh, with our review of Algorithms to Live By. And this is actually a fun fact right here. We typically record with like a huge backlog. We've exhausted that backlog now. So uh, this is actually the most up-to-date episode you'll ever hear. So you could pretty much read along with us for the book Algorithms to Live By. In the meantime, though, you could find me, Kyle, at KyleSQ9 on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also read my writings, mostly fiction, over at Quadrant9.net. How about you, Mark? Where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AskMarkio. That's AskMarkio. And you can find any of my writings on my blog at AskMark.io. Oh, you can also find this podcast and follow it on Instagram and Twitter at Productive Lab. And you can get the wonderful show notes uh, that we've written up for you and other episodes at tpl.show for short or the productivity lab.com show dot show. <laughs> this shows um, it's been a month since we recorded an episode, guys. <laughs> it's been a busy, busy month. Uh, hopefully next month is getting much better so that way we could all stay productive. Stowed away my work laptop. I shut it down, stowed away up under my desk. I don't I want to do see that. it. I used to do that. I, I actually currently have my tablet, which I record on, sitting on top of my laptop right now. Yeah. So it'd be good to do that again. That's a good habit just to get, okay, like I'm looking at my work laptop as I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> so, Oops. yeah, it's definitely a good point. What, what was that? Wait. <laughs> you ring? Do you get a phone call? What was that? <laughs> So since we haven't recorded in a month, I totally forgot how to use my tools software and I forgot to make this the track I'm recording on solo. So I'm using a template in Adobe Audition, which yeah. has our theme song. And that was playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh that's my a god. That's the blooper for this episode. <laughs> that's a yeah.